welcome everybody to Fancy Fridays, your weekend jump off show. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy Tom. And I go by Kip. And we have the pleasure to be here today at Forthright Cider and Meadery. Yeah, and we actually have the owners and operators with us, Michelle Eaton and uh, J. Fitzpatrick. How's it going, guys? Nice to have you. Yes. Thanks for having us, guys. This is going to be great. Thank you for opening your doors for us today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how are you guys doing? Doing okay, actually, I think. We have a lot of things going on, but... As we record this, we're getting ready for spring, and that's the beginning of our new season. Um, so everything is really just about to jump off for us. Oh, good. Good. That it's the calm before the storm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, how'd you guys meet? I guess I'll go for this one. Um, this was, I guess, a 2009, so quite some time ago. And uh, we were both on OkCupid. Um, and Japheth sent me a message being an absolute smartass. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if anybody really uses OkCupid anymore, but they used to be all these questions that you could fill out. And then like you would compare them to like other people's answers and see if you got the same answer. So I entered an incorrectly like uh, word association thing. Yeah. And so he picked up on it and decided to tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... What I did was is like, well, let me see who this asshole is. Um, and I looked yes. at his page, yeah. and he was super cute, and still is, super super cute. And he was wearing he, Halloween had just happened, and he was Cyclops, X Men Cyclops, Fire. which is my absolute favorite X Men yeah. male, male version. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, oh, he lives in New Jersey. Oh, God yeah. damn it! Yeah, I yeah. was like, and I was living in Queens, and mm -hmm. I was like, all right. One day, I'm going to go, well, let's go on one date. Let's just do it, you know? And we went on a date at this place called Shulbreds in Manhattan. It's near like Union Square area. Okay. We closed the bar down. Yeah. The owners let us stay. The owners were these like older, like Italian guys. I don't know. And they were like playing cards in the front of the bar. And they're like, you guys can hang out. And so we stayed out. And then we were going to go get a drink somewhere. They're like, no, just serve yourself behind the bar. So we did that until about three in the morning. It was at this point, it was like Monday morning because we had the date then. And you slept at Penn Station, I think, that night. I did have to go back to Jersey and there were no trains to Jersey at that point. <laughs> so, now, I, I had kind of expected to do it though and so it wasn't too big a deal. Yeah. If you live in Jersey, you've probably slept at Penn Station. That's what happens. I, mean, I, I live up here. I've slept plenty of times at Penn Station. Exactly. Yeah. It happens. Exactly. It happens. But yeah, that is how we met. And then um, we went on a series of really rapid fire dates. And you asked me to be your girlfriend on our third date, I think. I think so. We were a little bit older at the time. You know, I was in my late 20s. Um, yeah, I think you were like... And uh, <laughs> like by that point, you, I kind of knew what I was looking for. And, yeah. you know, you find something good, you lock it down. Yeah. Yeah, you asked her to go it's study. True. He did. He did. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> And we've been together ever since. Yeah. You know, we got married really quickly after that. I mean, everybody thought we were having a baby because yeah. it happened so fast. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, were they trying to explain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they're together. Oh, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah, what it that is. That must be the reason. Like that. Not because they're into each other. Yeah, not because you guys <laughs> actually like each other. No. God forbid. <laughs> yeah. So. Jeez. So, Queens, Jersey. But yet, we're here upstate New York at Youngsville. How did that happen for you guys? 
uh, was a coincidence of a bunch of things. Um, we actually stopped in this area on a, a day trip further up to New York many years ago because there was a craft brewery we wanted to check out. Mm. So we didn't think much of it after that other than it was a great stop. Uh, and then a few years later, her parents, who had been living on Long Island, they were ready to retire, or semi-retire at least. Um, they found some property up here, and we came to check it out with them. It was an amazing, amazing piece of land with waterfalls and forests. Oh, wow. And, Beautiful, beautiful, and um, a house that was designed to only be lived in in the summer, which is not that uncommon up here. Yeah, absolutely. There's yep. plenty of those. Yeah. yeah. And they moved into it full time. Um, there's, you know, like no insulation in this house. So we spent a lot of time coming up here, helping them winterize and get set up. And this area is very different than uh, Long Island, where they came from. Um, and we just kept coming up here and seeing more and more opportunity. we known that we always wanted to do some type of business. Uh, basically, since we've been together, we've always had some type of hospitality or restaurant or oh, okay. something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. But at the time that her parents came up here, we had already, I think, had a pretty clear idea that we were looking into like a cidery business. Yeah, yeah we were definitely at that point. Knew that it was going to happen, but it was going to be part of an older plan for us. Mm, so yeah. our feeling was like, okay, so by the time, you know, I hit 45, we'll be able to do this. Right. Like, we'll, we're going to do it like then. Yeah. So um, like a semi-retirement kind of plan. It's like, you know what? I, this will be fun when we're like done doing the real yeah. shit. Working yeah. for the man. Part exactly. of it was like trying to get exactly. out of corporate, basically. Yeah. Trying yeah. to get out of our corporate careers completely. Um, although I'm still in mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, home. coming up here, uh, for me, it was exactly like coming home because I grew up in northwestern New Jersey, which is a lot like here. Yeah. And for her, it was like going to a new world. <laughs> it's very different than Queens. But we, you know, we both fell in love with the area, and the opportunities here were just so much different than Queens. Mm -hmm. So we were like, why not? Let's jump on it and let's not wait until retirement. Let's do it now. Yeah, and you guys were lived in Queens for a while, like before moving up here, right? I was there with her for just under 10 years and you're born and raised. Yeah, so yeah. I've been there for a very long time. But uh, for, I did do a stint on Long Island for a bit when my parents moved out there. Um, and I went to university at Stony Brook University on Long Island. Oh, okay. So, but my home is always Queens. <laughs> it's Queens. And, and Japheth, where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Kittatinny High School, which is a no little bitty high school, and then Fairleigh Dickinson University, um, all North Jersey stuff. FDU is a, like central Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually a train there, which is how I was able to get into the city. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. That's awesome. I think we're familiar. We're yeah. familiar with the train systems. <laughs> yeah. that. Definitely yeah. had to yeah. take a couple of those to go into the city. Mm -hmm. But going on that, so you essentially – you guys are kind of transplants up here because there's no there was no family up here but as we know from the first time we came up here slowly we've been seeing the families kind of coming up here and all that i know i don't know if you guys want to talk but i know you guys have a new niece we do we do yes we do yeah luna nova eaton yeah. um and she Love is precious and she is the she's my first niece so i only have one brother mm -hmm. um which you guys have I believe Matt, yeah, Nick, met you guys Nick. have met Nick, yeah. um, and she's what, four, I think four months now. Four months yesterday. Yeah, and we are, we've are we been doing a lot with that. We go there like two days a week and um, babysitting, babysittings yeah. while they're working and stuff like that to help out with them. Mm -hmm. 
and she's the best. Yeah, basically, <laughs> Michelle's whole family has transplanted up here now. Uh, it, and it's interesting here, because right? they were not all together previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So her parents moved up here, and then we were coming up literally every weekend and then every other weekend to help them get set up. Um, they also have a, a glamping business going, so Michelle is a big part of that. Um, and it just didn't make sense anymore to stay in the city, so we came up here. And I would say then within the year, Nick would, and Jen came out here from. Yes. Um, they were Pittsburgh at the time. They were in Pittsburgh then. Okay. Yeah. So they moved oh, wow, out that's here. That's a big. That's a long jump. It was a big yeah. jump. It was a big jump. It's uh, it's been really wonderful having a lot of family all in one place. I mm-hmm. didn't have anything like that growing mm-hmm. up, um, especially in an area like this, where you need people. You need to rely on other people to get stuff done. Yeah. Know? Whether it's just getting rides to places or providing childcare or yeah, yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the city where you can hop on a subway and go just where you need over, to go. Yeah. So yeah, speaking to the choir, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean and I think it's it's kind of funny, like we met a bunch of your family the first day we actually came here yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, yep. like we met your your mom and your dad, and we were like, "Oh, yeah. wow!" Like everyone just this is shows awesome. up. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure, like even I think, ironically, we closed out the place that day. Like we <laughs> yeah, were chilling with right, you guys, yeah. and then like your mom and dad showed up, and we're like, "Oh, hey, you know." And um, I think your mom brought like really good food that was in the back, and like oh oh, it was the kimbap. Yes. So yeah, kimbap is a um, a Korean dish that is looks a lot like sushi although it's nothing it's not sushi but it's a rolled um like with uh kelp on the outside rice on the inside but usually the stuff inside is stuffed with like cooked items so it could be like some like sauteed carrots some bulgogi which is a beef um put inside did you guys have any that day i don't even remember i I, I felt like i was intruding no i think i think much like today i had a show after (laughs) oh yeah right that's that's right i did have a show Um, that i had to go up to after so it was like i think we had the jerky and yes, then, uh, and that would have been from Van Smokey. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, maybe one too many flights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you're so you're half Korean and and, and the, I and I guess um, white. <laughs> white. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Caucasian. Caucasian. Um, so my my mother is from South Korea, um, and she immigrated here while um, just after she married my father and was pregnant with me. Oh wow. Um, and then my dad is from like rural, rural Illinois area, mm-hmm. so like Romeoville, um, not too far from like Chicago, basically. Right. Um, and he he was in the military, and they met there. Okay. And then that's how that that started, basically. Yeah. So like my dad is. Eastern European, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. like English he's and Welsh, and, <laughs> like and he's said. Scottish, and he's all of you, those yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Um, we prefer European mutt. <laughs> European, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And and Japheth, uh, you're just European mutt, more European. <laughs> <laughs> but like just before we started, like I, I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Just Please. before we started, you said like, oh, I'm giving you the short version of my, of my name. So what's the full? The full name. My um, the name on my legal documents yeah. is is Japheth Matthew Shaldanat Fitzpatrick. Dude, that's an awesome name. Thank you. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any say in any of yeah. it. <laughs> it's just too much though, because we both talking about hyphenating our names when we got married, right? And when we went down to the courthouse in Queens, in um, I think it's Kew Gardens, yeah. but they told me that I had to take 
his full name and I'm like I'm not gonna have three last names no 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 this is ridiculous At I time, was like sound like a senator's wife could you imagine <laughs> Michelle Eaton Sheldonot Fitzpatrick it's too much at that time it was actually more insult to injury because we still had the old cards from like the 90s and they couldn't fit all of those names oh, oh, oh and the spelling right. was so wrong so the spelling yeah. on like, the spelling on the card was Sheldonat Fitzpa so they said yes that's and right the court, the court literally told us when we were signing the marriage documents that if she wanted to take my name she would be legally Sheldonat Fitzpa Fitzpa even though even though there was room for more of this stuff Dude, yeah. it's, so no yeah. oh my god yeah, we decided right then and there because I looked at him. I was like, I am absolutely not doing that. I was like, this is ridiculous. I didn't even really want to change my name in the first place. So I was like, we're keeping it as Michelle Eaton. It's yeah, one yeah. of those, I love you, but, but yeah, I love yeah, yeah. This is uh, an unorthodox relationship, and it's why it's, <laughs> it's why it's worked. Yeah. Not maybe not unorthodox, just uh, not non maybe more non traditional. Yeah. Um, I, I do the cleaning, more, she makes the money kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys are more modern now. Yeah. Like, maybe, that, maybe, yeah. maybe like, I know when we're younger, there was that like thing of like, okay, you're going to go to prom, you're going to marry your high school sweetheart and all that. We're not living in those times, no. okay? Yeah, Anybody that's not. still looking definitely for that fairy tale yeah. ending, yeah. more props to you. Good luck. I think we all live in the real <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, even, with, even when me and my wife were talking about getting married, and she said like, yeah, I think I'm going to take your last name. I was like, what? Because like, <laughs> like I know her by her maiden name. Like that's sure. what I call her at home. Yeah. Sure. Like, like literally, still this day, I still like, hey, Kroos. Like that's okay. how that's how I refer to her. But she said, ironically, she was like, I just I want an easy last name because Kroos sometimes becomes hard to explain to Fair. people. Yeah, I can so, see that. Yeah. I can see that. So no, I I never took any offense that she didn't want the mess of a of yeah. a name I had. Was tr I was not trying not to saddle her with that. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. But but touching on all this, you know, we we've talked about the family, and like I said when we first came here. Pretty much got an intro to most of your family right yeah. then and there. It's clear how important family is to this business as a whole. Like your brother Nick, he was the one serving us at the time. Didn't get to meet uh, Joseph. Joseph. Wow. I'm gonna. Japheth. Japheth. There we go. See, this is why you do the names. Yep. I just <laughs> I run the interviews. It's my whole life, guys. Yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just seeing the whole family aspect of it. So like, I guess my question to you guys is. How important is family to you guys, maybe not just as a business, but just in a sense as a whole for making this all work? I mean, in our sense, so we consider our very, very close like friends too, our legacy friends, like, you know, uh, a big part of our families too, um, outside of the immediate family. So for us, it is such a big deal. Hmm. Forthright wouldn't even be possible without it. Absolutely right. not. Um, even though like the change up here and things are a little bit less expensive, not so much now, but four <laughs> or five years ago, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit better. So it's definitely a much more sustainable option for us than staying in Queens. Right. Um, but for us, like it really would not be possible without the help. This whole place was just an empty warehouse. Um, Japheth's, all of, all of your friends came up, um, our families came up to build the cold room and everything around oh, here. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So um, even the bar, even, like all of it, all the construction was done by our friends and family uh, who are our family. Mm, so yeah. for us, it's, uh, and they're so supportive and we're really, really fortunate for that. So I don't think there's anything ab above that for us at this point. And we continue to rely on them. I mean, <laughs> there, there would literally yes. be no forthright without our family. They... 10 bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go and help me run markets and events. Um, they help me do projects here. They help me 
uh, do bottling runs and kegging and all that kind of stuff. And the main reason they do all this is because we are very, very small. We're a nano business, and we decided we could either do this business with our friends and family, or we could do this business with like a quarter of a million dollars in loans and investors. Yeah. And we talked about before, we wanted to get away from corporate life. We wanted to get away from those type of controls. Why would I start my own business but sign myself up for that type of oversight? No Mm -hmm. way. So we decided to go with it as small as possible, knowing that we had such supportive friends and family that were going to help us get started and get up and running. So, you know, there's no way to really talk about forthright without talking about how much we've relied on our friends and family. And now now is the time where we're looking for ways to try and give back to them as well. Yeah. You know, Forthright needs to grow to be something that everybody can take advantage of and it'll benefit all the people that have put in their time and effort with us. Yeah. So you guys have that that um, Solidarity Sizer? Yeah, Solidarity Sizer is a program that we have started with the um, start of the company basically mm-hmm. is is that we wanted it to be hyper local um and be able to help people and or other organizations within the uh so right now we're mostly focusing on sullivan county mm-hmm. um so we have worked with our local 4-h mm-hmm. with cornell cooperative um down the road here in liberty uh, we've also worked with a couple of tnrs for doing trap and release of, of feral cats in the area okay. um we, we go all we guess we go all across yeah. but a lot of we our did a things, coat and scarf drive last oh yeah winter. we did a coat and scarf mm-hmm. drive uh, we raised money for the heart-a-thon the heart-a-thon was another one um and the part of it is is that it's really important a lot of people we understand this we are transplants you know we are not from here we're definitely not born and bred we are from new york city uh where people sometimes up here like to call us city it's <laughs> yeah um and even though we've been here about five years um it still doesn't completely matter so we wanted to make sure and a lot of business owners in this area will open up a business but do nothing for their community at all yeah. Um, and they're more involved in worrying about the dollars of weekenders. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not what we're looking for. We're not looking. We, of course, we, we want to make money, but it's important to be able to give back to your immediate area and be a part of it, which I think has been really helpful in us, like meeting a lot of people and kind of growing this understanding of what we're trying to do here without just like coming in here and trying to gentrify your area. Right. You know, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to be involved with you. We, we know our neighbors. We try to like, you know, and that's really important to yeah. us. And that's kind of what Solidarity Sizer is kind of all about. Yeah. We, you know, again, going back to the experiences of corporate, we have worked surrounded by so much greed that's like built into the system. It's not even any one particular person's fault. It's just, that's the idea of the business. Make as much money as mm-hmm. possible and yeah. screw anything else. And we knew, again, that if we were going to have our own way and do our own thing, we couldn't be a part of that. This can't just be for us. Um, So we knew we wanted to, from the beginning, set up some way to give back. Uh, We decided to call it Solidarity Sizer um, instead of Charity because uh, Solidarity is more about about supporting equals, whereas Charity, by definition, is like giving to people who are not as good as you. Yeah, it's a little bit of a plan who, words. Who have you less than you? Like an equal plane. Yes. Solidarity is more working together than charity yeah. is. Like, oh, it's not. Yeah. It's, there's nothing bad with it, yeah. but it's just the it the is, aspect we were trying to cover. The difference in semantics. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in but that also sense. in intention. Also yeah, in intention. Yeah, I guess into, into intention. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's really worked out wonderfully because mm-hmm. by trying to 
be a part of our community, we've made so many more connections with people. We've been introduced to so many more groups and yeah. organizations, which in turn have let us do other things with them. It's exactly what we hoped it would be. Uh, and we're just going to try and make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool, sorry. No, no. What's really cool is uh, whenever we, I do come in here, it's a mix. Sometimes I'll see people fly like, oh, yeah, where are you from? It's like, oh, I'm from, you know, Queens. But then it's like, oh, no, I'm right down the road, man. I'm just grabbing a quick one before I go out and back. So it's it, 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 it's work. I believe it's working in your favor because you get the locals and you get the people that are just visiting the area. So and that is exactly our goal. You know, yeah. we came here to take advantage of of the area and what we could do here. But we also wanted to be a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm very proud to say we get all kinds of people coming through the doors. Doesn't matter where you're from, most people still don't know what Sizer is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I was going to say, I might as well just bring it up now. Before I stepped foot in here, I had never had a mead. My only knowledge of mead was if you ever play the game Skyrim and all that of that course. was my only knowledge that. of mead so i thought it was like some viking moonshine or something <laughs> so the first time i had it, i was like damn this is tasty this is yeah. very different and all that it's all very tasty <laughs> ah. it's all very 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 tasty <laughs> very tasty <laughs> but i, I did want to say i think what you guys are doing because we did touch on like the transplants and a lot of people that come up during the summer i think that's where you guys have integrated yourselves into the community better of actually reaching out because you know living up here there's always the the talk of the summer people who come up the and city just do that yeah yeah that is just like oh we don't want to deal with them and then there's a, there's a certain stigma because you know growing up in new york let's face it if you go anywhere else in new york and you say you're from new york they instantly think city they don't realize there's a whole nother part of new york around here absolutely it's very different so it's commendable that you guys have came in and it's like all right yeah we want to make something of ourselves but we also want to show that we're not just we're not your stereotypical city people just coming up here to try and milk the cow for mm -hmm. the summer yeah. and then go back to our city lives it's a stuff. good analogy for up here too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna have to use that <laughs> <laughs> but no i've uh you know like i said uh it's been a wonderful thing wonderful experience to actually get to talk to you guys and see all this but i keep looking at these bottles i keep looking at them i don't know can you get a little thirsty i'm bro? incredibly thirsty you getting a little thirsty i'm incredibly thirsty they're not here just to look at i know, <laughs> I, know. I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll probably go up and uh do some of the drinking that sounds, sounds great let's do it let's do it And we're back, everybody, and we are here at my favorite part of the show, the drinking section. Woo! Sorry. Now, Keenan will handle more. <laughs> That's Sorry. fucking, I love it. Uh, this is why. Keenan's going to handle more, some of the more minute details, as he is a you know, home brewer himself. I will handle the alcoholism part, so we'll be all covered in all that. But, guys... Why don't you introduce us to the first drink that we will be uh, trying out? So the first thing you guys are going to try is Boss Fight. Uh, this is our flagship. It is a style called Sizer. Uh, mm. Sizer is made from apples and honey fermented together. So it's kind of a hybrid between hard cider and mead. Mm. Sizer is our specialty here at Forthright. So this one, we really wanted to make something very accessible. Uh, it's semi-dry, crisp, a lot of real apple flavor in there. 
7% alcohol means you could probably have a couple. Yeah. And that was kind of the goal. Yeah. That's, that's Love delicious. It. This was actually the first one that I had when I came in here. And I think you guys said specifically, that's the one for like people who may have never had had it before or something. This is a good entry point. So Absolutely, yeah. And is that where the why comes from in, in cider? Uh, partially so, yeah. So we, in our name, we have cider spelled with a Y. Um, for two reasons. One, because Sizer was our first real specialty for the brand, but also because um, cider with a Y is a more traditional spelling of the word. Mm -hmm. And in this country, when people see cider, C-I-D-E-R, often they think fresh juice. Right. Yeah. So by putting the Y in there, people are already thinking, hey, there's something different going on in here. And they come in and they ask about it. And I can say, okay, well, let me tell you, um, cider used to be the most popular alcoholic beverage in this country. And it was all the way up until Prohibition, and now we've completely forgotten about it. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. No, I didn't either. Yeah. Well, we're bringing it back. That's yeah. right. Me and Tom individually are going to bring back the whole side of the <laughs> well, New York. I mean, that's the one I usually, uh, the times I've come here, I've left with one of those. And I'm not going to lie, it did not make it through the night. Yeah. That's what we want. It did not. That's what we want. <laughs> uh, I've always liked things that taste as they're described. So if it's made from apples and honey, I want you guys to be able to appreciate apples and honey yeah. in the finished product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys and you guys came to a great area because we're in apple country. Absolutely. New York State is uh, I think it is the number one producer of apples on the East Coast. It might so. be like second or third in the country. Second. Mm -hmm. Second in the After country. After Washington State. Oh, okay. And honey as well, we're a big producer. Yeah, we're a huge producer. We're, I think we're number one um, in the Northeast. Um, and in the United States, we're at least in like the top three, I believe. Oh, wow. A lot is made here. Wonderful. Jeez, apples and honey. So those are the main two things that yeah. I, I think I learned at the first time I came. Those are the two main things. Those are basically the only things. Those are the only basically things. Basically the only things. Mm -hmm. um, I'll let Jay, he can talk about a little bit about yeah. on the yeast and stuff. We but. use a yeast um, to ferment the, the sugars and alcohol, and we use some uh, final preservatives to keep it from blowing up in your hands. Mm -hmm. yeah, we don't want bottle bombs. But other yeah. than that, it's just apples and honey. That's awesome. The simple things you can make. You know what? It's better than a toilet wine that you can make in prison. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll go to that. But moving on. <laughs> moving on. Let's move on to the next one, which sure. is... The next one is Helen. So that is a new from uh, this past year. That is a bone-dry sizer, oh. so also apples and honey. So it's completely uh, bone-dry. And then after mm. it's done, it is aged on oak spirals. It is It is smoky, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you're going to get some kind of like vanilla notes, um, a little bit of like kind of like a burnt um, kind of like spice notes out of it yeah, too. Yeah, I definitely got that, yeah. If you're a fan of oak chardonnays, yeah. this is definitely mm. going to speak to that yeah. style Absolutely. as well. Yeah, We use wooden spirals uh, instead of oak barrels because they're way more cost efficient and also a lot more um, useful in terms of creating the product at the rate that we need to. And is it, a, is it like an American oak? Like what type of oak is it? Is it yeah, man, that's a great question. Um, they We use medium American oak chars. Yeah. That's with the vanilla. I was, I was wondering where the vanilla was coming from. But yep. Yeah, okay. There she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you taste it. You taste it. Now, I guess with that, you have the Helen and the Boss. Like, the names. Names are always important, Yeah. I think, in uh, branding and all that. How'd you guys come up with those names? Well, Boss Fight um, kind of represents a lot of things. Uh, the Boss Fight's the final battle in a video game. I grew up playing a lot of video games. 
this business in a lot of ways is our boss fight uh, because if it oh, works, we don't have to have a boss anymore. Mm. Uh, so that was really the big inspiration behind that. Um, and then Helen, I actually named after my mom. She was a big fan of Oak Chardonnay. Uh, uh, so I think she really would have liked this style. Uh, and sorry that your mom's no longer with us, by the way. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. But is, that kind of ties into what we were talking about before, how you, you really couldn't do this without family. It's nice that you have a nod to your mom, right? She was, uh, yeah, she was always my biggest supporter. So I knew, uh, I knew we'd want to honor her in some way. And I think she would have really liked this style. Yeah. Mm. I really like this style. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody um, needs a really dry option. Uh, and this is the first mm. one we've come up with. So it's still a sizer, still apples and honey, mm-hmm. um, aged on that oak to give you just that little bit of spice and a little bit of vanillin, uh, mm-hmm. to, sw- to sweeten it up, even though there's no sugar in there. Right. So... Going real technical. Um, so wouldn't it be like also like a metheglin, if you will? No, no, no. No, 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 no spices. spices in here. Just no spices. Just um, a little bit of uh, spicy flavor from the oak. Mm. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice yes. mead terminology, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read the books. I read a couple of books. Nice. Someone did his studying. That's yeah. Someone did some studying <laughs> for it and all that. Yeah. I didn't actually know what a sizer was until after I made my first one as a home brewer. Oh, really? And oh. really liked what I'd made. I was just you know, putting honey and cider. I was like, wow, this one turned out really good. And it was one of the first ones we shared with our friends and family. It took nine months to make. Yeah. Ooh. That was because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. But it was really, really good. It doesn't take nine months anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, how long does it take you guys to ferment? Um, Boss Fight's a good example. We can go from fresh pressed juice and honey to what's in the bottle in about six weeks. It's a pro, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've been making mead for... Not very long. It's been, I've made like, no, seriously, I haven't been making it that long. But like, it takes me like six to nine months for a, a decent one. It's about temper control. That's yeah. where I started too. I can give you some yes. pointers for yeah, sure. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, oh, he's going to be taking these notes after. <laughs> after, trust me. So. I would say, I like the boss fights, like the fun. Hey, I'm going out. I'm going to do that. The Helen's the more sophisticated. Uh, like, I, yeah. I feel like I. I feel slightly underdressed for to drink and okay. something, but it's it's like that that more sophisticated. Uh, it's drink. really really good with grilled fish. Oh, is it grilled really fish? Really good. Yes, fish. of course, really of course. You get that double smoke, that char. That's that, nice. Yeah, that's um, nice. So so these two are these two are slicers, right? Slicers, apple honey wines. Yep. Are and now slicers or? those two on the end there are meads. Okay. Uh, oh, we are forthright cider and meads. Mead. Yes. So um, we're going to be leaning into the meads a lot this year. These two are actually collaborations we made with uh, a friend of ours down in Philly, um, a guy who was working on getting ready to open up his own very small business the same way we did. Mm. Uh, so a lot of a lot of common ground, a lot of shared interests. So we partnered up last summer to work on these two styles. Yeah. Um, so we've been working. We met Drew, actually Drew Horn from uh, Crumb Dubs Meadery. So he's a startup in Philadelphia looking. Hopefully he'll have a place sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, met him through a mutual friend who was like, you make mead, you make mead, y'all should meet. And uh, <laughs> Philadelphia is only about three-ish hours from here. So we were Instagram friends for a while, and then we talked about doing a collaboration. And uh, Drew came up in July of 2021 for uh, two days, and he brought some products from Pennsylvania. We used our New York State honey to make this. Um, we got beets, actually, from somewhere in time farms which is like 15 minutes down the road from here in parksville new york oh, sweet. Uh, yeah so we're really really happy with this and we had a really fun time 
a, a big hospitality night, yeah. um, <laughs> as you do when you work in the beverage industry. Yeah. Um, so we had such a fun time uh, doing that with him, and we hope to do it again, actually. So it's a real collaboration of local stuff from here and stuff down by him. The first one you're going to try is our lactic cherry mead, um, kind of like kind of like a lemonade or a limoncello. Mm -hmm. We're talking about 12.5% alcohol, so a lot stronger on these. I call them semi-sweet, but a lot sweeter than our sizers. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a show tonight. Yeah. Um, So, folks, every once in a while you drink something and it's like, oh, man. It's one of those times. Yeah. Um, Because you get... It, 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 it comes off like as soft as a soda. Like it's, there's none of that harshness. And like, if you told me that was 12%, I tell you, I think you're lying to me because it's so it's, it's soft, but it's also spicy and punchy and bold with the, with the flavors. Um, cause you said there's what in here. So, uh, we used a special yeast, um, that drew brought up from, uh, Philadelphia, the university of Philadelphia created this lactic, uh, yeast brand, so that's given you a lot of the tartness to it. Mm. There's also a lot of cherry in there and lemon as well. And then we did that on the base of Catskills honey. Wow, this is uh, yeah, this is trouble. Yeah. This is trouble. That's all I I can say. This is something that like, yeah, I don't know if I buy, if I buy one of these like with the boss fight. This is yeah. not making it through the night. Uh, I like it over ice. Um, I like it mixed in as cocktails. That one goes. That one goes really nicely with a rum or a gin, in my opinion. But yeah. basically, anything you like, mix it up and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Game over, Keith. Yeah, yeah. Game me, over. You said the magic three-letter word. But also, I think with a little bit of seltzer, like because this. Mm-hmm. Cause honestly, I don't. I don't want to mess this up with mm-hmm. gin For type sure. of thing. So this this one's really nice, and it's not as syrupy as soda. Because I want. I want to kind of pull back a little bit. It's not soda. It definitely ha- reads more. Um, Drinkable than soda because sometimes soda definitely like viscous and mm-hmm. have a lot of legs. Yeah. This is this has some legs, but it's not too bad, and it just goes down smooth. Yeah, that 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 was the that's the key word. It goes down smooth. That is like there's no harshness or anything. Mm, like not at all. Twelve percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like meat. Honestly, <laughs> that's what it feels like. The first meat I ever had growing up was at the Renaissance Fair, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a very like well-known style. It's super sweet. Uh, but meat is just alcohol made from honey, so you can do all kinds of things with it. It can be sweet, it can be dry, high alcohol, low alcohol, by itself, blended with so many other fruits, yeah. vegetables, spices, anything you can think of. It's super versatile. Yeah. Um, so, would you say that you lean more towards traditional meads, or would you do more sack meads, which are like the higher ABVs, or what type of meads do you think you're gonna? Are you guys gonna focus on this year? Um, we have two styles that are kind of becoming flagships. Uh, Excelsior is a draft mead style. Right. So okay. it actually comes out more around 7%, which is uh, what the sizers usually are. A lot more uh, sessionable in that sense. Um, we also have our uh, house sack mead, which we call Potion of Glory. Um, I have not had that. Potion you of will glory. Next time you guys next come up. That's a, that's a 14% like, straight like, please, honey wine. Please, please let that be a stock. Please let that be a stock. Keenan starts looking at Sorry, the Sorry, man. Next time. Like, well, <laughs> oh, you guys didn't tell me that before we started yeah, yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so for... 
for me to show off, I guess. So you mostly have like mellow mels for for the for the drafts and the. I'm so glad he's like impressed by. It. Like I'm trying to show yeah. off. It's working. <laughs> if you want to get nerdy with 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 mead and cider names, the, the two of you are like connected like this. The two of us are just looking at each other like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that sounds right. That sounds right. I like that. But uh, yeah, no, you said nerdy and mellow mels and uh, yeah, sack meads. Um, so what what was the like so. Like, how do you guys plan out the year? Like, do you guys think like, oh, we have X amount of mellow mels or, oh, we have X amount of traditional meads. Maybe we should throw in some, you know, more slicer or more. So how, does there like a process? Do you want to talk have? about like seasonality? Yeah, I can take that. Um, so a lot of it is about seasonality. So we're looking at what is being locally grown at that moment that we can get fresh, um, yeah. you know, sometimes frozen depending on where we have to get it because we source all of our products uh, from mostly New York State. Mm. So the farm, we have a farm, a New York State farm cidery license, basically. Mm -hmm. That license is for smaller producers like us. What we have, but you have to use 100% New York State apples, which is not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing for the meat, you have to use New York State honey. The other ingredients that we use, what we try to do is hyper local, or at least New York State as possible. If it is not grown or made in New York State, so like last summer we had a mango sizer. You cannot make mangoes here. I mean, right. maybe in a hothouse, but not a, not as many as we would need. Yeah. Exactly. So when it's like that, then we just try to find something that is organically produced to do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, but we do a really big focus on that. So I will say, though, at this point, because we're still pretty new, we haven't been planning as well. Sometimes what we'll do is be like, an idea will come up, and I'll be like, ooh, I want to do blank and blank or see what that tastes like. Yeah. Let's like make a five-gallon batch and see how that tastes. Um, or we'll talk with friends. Uh, we've had friends where we're saying, like, what are, like, uh, flavor combinations that you would like? Um, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. we've opened it up to customers, too, just to, like, get an ear out on mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. So as we get bigger and have to scale, we probably will have to work a little bit better on planning our production. Right. As opposed to being as ad hoc as we have been. Um, we're doing a little bit better now. We need to get a little bit more equipment, though. Well, it's, it's funny, though, because a lot of even the bigger bigger brewers in the air, mm -hmm. they're ad hoc. Like some of the- Like something comes yeah. out and you're just like, let's do it, this is delicious. Because, but that's that, that's honestly, I think the way to go. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know, I know nothing about business, but um, <laughs> you know, I've, we know that it's all about the ingredients. Mm -hmm. If you don't have good exactly. ingredients, you're not gonna have a good end product. Exactly. So the more locally grown it can be, then kudos to you guys. This that's awesome. And that's kind of the way we, we have been figuring out what we wanna make and how we wanna make it. We spent uh, about four to five years perfecting Boss Fight as amateur homebrewers. Mm -hmm. um, so that is our strength. Uh, and it also gives us something to confidently lean on while we experiment with stranger things. Uh, yeah. Last mm -hmm. summer we did um, a Boss Fight variant, which was a smoked sizer with uh, Van Smokies, a local smokehouse in the area. Mm. Smoked sizer is a very strange and specific flavor style. But we could do that because we had regular boss fight on mm -hmm. tap as well. So that's kind of how we play with things. Yeah. And then, like Michelle said, very seasonal. So, you know, if we harvest cherries in the summer, we know we're going to have a cherry sizer around the holidays. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, okay. I was about to say, all I'm hearing is that your guys' place is awesome for the holidays. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you got yeah. a little, like... 
yeah, things that you like. Things. That's yeah. where the testing goes out. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> Definitely. Holidays. Jingle, Christmas is awesome. But I guess uh, let's touch on this last, last one. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that last one is a beet, blueberry, and lemon mead. Um, also, another collaboration we did. The beets oh. are local. Uh, they're grown 15 minutes Ooh. from here in Parksville at Somewhere in Time Farms. The um, honey mm. comes from New York. And I really wanted to do, I think the beet was me, actually. This is your recipe, for sure. I've been wanting to do a beet mead forever. Um, I still think there's some playing around to do with it, because it is technically first batch. Um, But I'm really, really happy with that. Like, the color and, like, the the thickness of it. Um, There's a bit of, like, bite and viscosity to it that I really, really like. It's very earthy. Yeah. And what's the ABV on this one? Uh, that's only 12. Okay. <laughs> it's only 12. Yeah, it's only 12. 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Only 12. <laughs> no, this, this one, same thing. Like, I mean, I'll let you go first. Oh, no. This, I, I can see the thickness. Well, tasted the thickness of mm-hmm. it and all that. It's definitely, um, I think, definitely the difference that you can do that. I do think your meads definitely go down very smooth. Uh, nice there's no hear. little, you know, usually when there's something that high in alcohol it's content you, you start you start you start getting that and it's like you don't taste it right away but you'll feel it you'll yeah. feel it right yeah. after and all that but this nah this is like like i said this is dangerous yeah. uh i'm glad i don't drive yeah. <laughs> um yes to all of that um <laughs> and it's again the same thing it has the right amount of uh, uh i want to say viscosity but that's like too technical it just it doesn't it's not there's too much there it is it's not too much body to this one definitely like it's not it's not like over to where it's like syrupy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like if it did it would straight up turn to tussin you know like yes. it's just too yes sure but um no it, it's it it doesn't have that medicinal like over too much flavor it's, it's still a right drink amount. not a syrup yeah, definitely. yeah exactly. that's that's ultimately yeah. the thing like when we were looking at like the glasses that we were saying, I was like, this actually looks like it's just a honey jar that yeah. we just got yeah. or something. <laughs> when you drink it, it's like, no, yeah. you're not, you're not trying to chuck down honey. Yeah. You're still, you're still drinking and it's still a good time. And that also goes for this one too. Like it, mm-hmm. it's cherry, but it's not like, it's not like um, Robitussin cherry. Right. It's, mm-hmm. It tastes like you're tasting cherries and you get that lemon tartness. It's, it's really just all of this. Yes. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Yes. Sweetness yeah. is a dangerous weapon. It's mm-hmm. in my in my yeah. opinion it's more dangerous than alcohol volume. Um, sweetness is critical to any recipe you're making, but it can also really be a crutch that people lean on yes. uh, when the ingredients aren't maybe as fresh or as flavorful as possible. So I always try to keep that in mind. So even our meads which obviously are on the sweeter side, they shouldn't be overpoweringly sweet uh, because then you're just missing out on everything else that's in there. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, the sweetness. That's always a, it makes me think of my college years of just making hooch in my, my yeah. college room or something. And just like, yeah. how are we going to make this taste good? Give me the sugar mix. Yeah, Give yeah. me the mix and all that. And then the next day, you, the, the sugar hangover. You yeah. Can, yeah. Listen, you can drink Everclear with a bottle of orange juice. Yeah. Look, man, you're acting but, like I haven't. <laughs> what do you think I was making the hooch with? That's, yeah, you I'm, just I'm said, speaking yeah. from experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can do it. My man. I like it. Found <laughs> it up right there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sorry, I didn't even talk about the fact that this is very earthy, too. Mm-hmm. But like not like in a bad way, either. Um, because sometimes, I like, like when you eat a beet, it's like, um, 
it's a salad, but it's like a little bit dirty. But this is like, <laughs> you, know, but you know what? You know exactly. Yeah, what I mean. yeah. You know exactly. You're laughing because you know exactly what I mean. Because it's like we gotta clean your beads. Yeah, you know, yeah, we gotta get the like, dirt off of them. <laughs> but like, I really, I it's it's not it's not too overpowering. Like everything's just a lot of good balance. Yeah, that's, and that's the trick. That's yeah. the trick to find. And you said the beets were locally locally grown too. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. farm right Everything. on the other side of here, about fifteen minutes away. The blueberries came from um, Pennsylvania. Drew brought them up from yeah. down by yeah. here. Mm. That's what it is. The blueberries mm-hmm. too. That blueberry beet mixture. I didn't. I, two mm-hmm. things I wouldn't put together. That's Michelle. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have thought that was like blueberries. Yeah, but I mean the beets is like where's mm-hmm. where's that coming from? But. Made it work. There you yeah. go. Uh, another rule we have here is that if it has sugar, it's fermentable. Mm-hmm. So are super sweet. Like there's yeah. so much sugar in them. If it has sugar, why not try it out in some way? Exactly. So you guys kind of like hinted at it. There's a lot of experimentation and oh, like yeah. little fun had and all that. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. We both came at this from Michelle really likes to experiment with home cooking. I've been a home brewer for many years. And frankly, there's... Never been a better time to open like a business like this, but there are also a lot of cideries around now. Oh, so mm-hmm. if we want to stick out, if we want to be recognizable, we have to experiment with different mm-hmm. flavors and do yeah. different things. You guys are definitely unique um, in that regard because I've, I've I know I know I've never had anything like Helen's Oak, mm-hmm. and I've never I only ever had anything like this um, beet and blueberry one. Um, it's just fantastic. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Happy to have yeah. you guys trying them for the yeah. first time. And you guys are still working out the names for these, right? Yes. So those were special collaborations. Um, they may never be repeated. Really? Mm. Oh, really? So wanna, well, there might be. So I think there's going to be some experimentation with them and to play with a couple of things afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, like at least for me, I still want to play with the, be- the beat one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I wanna, say the ingredients would never be seen again. Yeah. But those specific, these, yeah. specifics these specifics are probably like, one-offs. Yeah, they're, those so are one-offs. So, yeah. how much of these two do you have? Oh. Um, because like, I want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like if that's the, the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for out. one of those, they're sold out. You're gonna have to go. You're gonna have yeah. to hit up uh, Kip Turner on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And I'm price gouging, not because like, I want to make a profit, because I want to drink it. Yeah. Um, that is another cool thing about Forthright, though. Because we're so small, we do change up stuff very frequently. There's a good chance that when folks see this stuff, this lineup won't be available, but we will have things that are just as interesting. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. And probably more seasonal. Yep, the ones that are always here, Boss Fight and yes. Helen. Boss Fight, Helen, those are flagships. They should be here as long as I don't mess something up. Mm. <laughs> if they're not here... Something went wrong at the homebrew. That's correct. Either that or me and Tom and Dave were here and we bought them all Cleared out. out. So, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I do enjoy it. Now, you guys are going to go more into the meads and all that. and all that. Ha- Now, we've talked about all these wonderful creations that you made. Have there been some failures? We don't have Um, to go into all of them, but like maybe give us like a one that you're like, I think this is going to be awesome. And then you did it and you're like, you know, there's something, it's just not working out. Well, see what 20 says. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to be honest, like, I learned how to do all of this from Reddit and YouTube. Mm. So the learning curve there was pretty steep. And when I say that, I mean like I've learned from countless other people. Literally countless. I don't know who they are. It's the internet. It's anonymous. But they were people that taught me how to do it. Um, But that's a steep learning curve. The first, I don't know, two years that I was doing this, 
I never let anybody taste it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it was way more vinegar than cider. Um, it was really bad, which taught me many, many important lessons at the time period. Um, in terms of things that have gone poorly here, um, she's giving you a look. This no, no, I'm really, say, I'm just really she, curious. Is all. <laughs> she's we like, haven't had a style mess up here so mm-hmm. much as we've had uh, production hiccups. Right. Like when I don't tighten a clamp right and I pump 30 gallons of cider onto the floor. Oh. <laughs> or we overload the system and I don't know about it and the cold room shuts down and the fermentations stop working. Um, yeah. It's been a lot more of those things. I think... Um, but, you know, we keep doing as best we can. We keep getting bigger. We keep trying to learn from our mistakes. Yeah. And we haven't made the same ones twice yet. Yeah. No. yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. Good call on that. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, you know, for people that we talked about, you talked about how, like, a lot of people are opening businesses. And, like, for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I want to make my own brewery and stuff like that. Sure. I don't think they consider, a lot of people consider just how much trial and error, how much... Yeah. It's it's a time consuming thing and it's a full commitment. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. full commitment. Full send. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think about most large professional companies have huge budgets just developed to figuring out their processes. It's an R and D, like their own R and D, basically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Their own yeah. standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have those kind of things, so we've definitely had to learn on the fly. Uh, the one thing I will say to anybody that's interested in getting into this, especially from going hobby to pro. Um, is that number one, do you like cleaning? Ah, no, yeah. it's true. Yeah. yeah. 90% of this business is cleaning and sanitizing. Yeah. And I'd say 5% of it is working with apples and honey. Mm-hmm. And the other 5% is literally everything else that we do. Yeah. It's yeah. Mo- production is mostly cleaning and sanitizing, so you better be cool with that. Um, but otherwise, it's a great thing to get into. You're literally yeah. making people happy with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing to let them know. Is It's not all up front. There's all the stuff in the back yes. you guys got to deal with and stuff like that. Exactly. So once again, uh, props to the wonderful work that you guys have Thank done you. Thank you. in creating all this stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, quick nerd question. Do you guys always use the same honey or do you guys change up honey varieties? Honey varietals are a great question. Um, I found that honey varietals are a lot like apple varietals. Uh, they're best experienced uniquely or maybe paired with another one. Um, so if you're going to use uh, a buckwheat honey, mm-hmm. you want to just use buckwheat honey. Okay. If you use buckwheat honey and you dump in a whole bunch of apple cider, yeah. the individual qualities of the honey are lost in what right. becomes the new thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with apple varieties. If you use like Northern Spy apples only, but you dump in a whole bunch of honey, mm-hmm. the things about the Northern Spy are lost. So we do it single varietals specifically. Uh, but most of the time, we're using a blend of Catskills honey from farms north of us. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we're using a blend of apple varieties from the Hudson Valley. Okay. And like, sorry, another nerd question. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that's fine. I was just going to ask, do you mix the honey? Like, uh, if it's, it could be the same type, but uh, do you have to keep it as the same type, or do you mix them, I guess? Um, we, we, we do a process called co-fermentation. 
So mm. we like to ferment all of our sugars together. Okay. Um, that means that when we go into primary uh, fermentation, we'll mix in the cider and the honey about at the same time. That way they ferment together, the sugars are reduced at the same time, and the end product is unique. Um, I only point this out because you could make a sizer by fermenting a cider and fermenting a mead and then mixing the alcohols at the end. That's mm. cheating. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's called blending. <laughs> yes, but when you're when you're a pro like Jason, it's, it's not my that. preferred style. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask about um, if you can tell us what variety cherry or and blueberry, if possible, because um, from my short time uh, trying to copy Jafith, um, <laughs> uh, like I've heard that the variety of of fruit really matters because what you buy at Hannaford. Sorry, I don't want to talk. I love Hanford. This the stuff you buy at the supermarket isn't always the best for this type of process. A hundred percent. If you can get farm stuff um, or specific varietal stuff, it's always better, mainly because it's fresher. Um, most of what we lose at the supermarket is just because those products are so old by the time we right. get them. There's all the travel and yeah. all that. Exactly. You're not getting it fresh. Also, mm-hmm. the apples have been waxed. Oh, yeah, so that's another that's thing. Another thing. Yeah. Um, specifically in this one, I think we used uh, tart cherries, um, and the blueberries. Uh, I'm not sure, but they were from a local farm uh, right outside of Philly. So, right, so super, super fresh when we got them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, dope. Hey, once again, thank you for, you know, letting us come here and drink your alcohol. Oh, that's not <laughs> a problem. You know, I that's what we do. That's literally that. what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think yeah, you know we've got to cover those before we get out. We'd like to get a little. More personal. I know Keenan had a yeah. question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, fa- I'm not Facebook. Um, I Instagram stalked <laughs> the two of you, um, just for the show. For the show. For the show. Um, Good save. And uh, I noticed that you guys got married in a library, or your reception was in a library. Um. So it was a bookstore. Um. So we got married at Housing Works Bookstore Cafe in Manhattan, New York. Um. We both have backgrounds. One, we just both really love or voracious readers mm-hmm. um and we both had really big book collections that we had she to was an english major and i was an english major I was a at, screenwriter. at stony brook oh, really? and yeah he was in first film school for uh writing scripts so we and then jafeth also you were working at barnes and nobles when we met for most of my career for most of the time yeah he that's how he set it up time, that was right? the setup yeah yeah so when we were looking for like unique vendors or like venues in general um i'd known about housing works mm-hmm. and I was really proud of that wedding because we did, besides the the venue and they did the food, um, the rest of that wedding was all uh, DIY. So we made the centerpieces, we had the photo booth set up, we did all the, oh my God, the night before we had forgot we to do flowers. a- flowers? We made the flowers. So I had a book page bouquet, which I know, I know that like is not, it's a little bit, um, basic right now in 2022 but in 2011 let me tell you all right mason jars had just started to become really popular all right and it was like i look back now i'm like a little cringe yeah you know what i mean i'm like oh i wish it wasn't cringe it was timely at the time though it was super popular and not that many people were doing it but it was like people loved it Yeah, I don't. When did I don't know when that happened, but like all my friends were like, "Ah, oh, here's a glass." So it's like everybody so, mason jars. It's a fucking jar. Everything. What do you yeah, What yeah. do you give it to you me? You put a drink in it. You put a candle in it. You put. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it was just one of those kind of things. Um, but yeah, so we did it there. There was a lot of foreshadowing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the event the venue that we went to um, 
is a nonprofit for yeah. uh, homeless folks with AIDS. Mm. So, oh wow! And specifically um, HIV. Yeah. And the rest of the wedding was DIY because we couldn't afford it. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. that's kind <laughs> of how we do things now at Forthright, right? Yeah, that's we try true. And, we try and work with charities and everything else we do ourselves because we can't it. afford it. Full circle. Yeah, full, full circle. circle. Full, full circle. Yeah. Circle. yeah. I love it. Well, guys, awesome. before we go, at Fancy Fridays, we like to ask. The one big question, all right? Okay. Your ideal weekend, going out, staying in. Tell us why. Uh, do you want to go first? We have the same answer, but you can. Yeah, <laughs> we have the same answer. Um, at this point in our lives, we are more stay-in people for sure. Um, it's not that there isn't things to do and people to see. Um, Japheth and I are a big part of the 90-10 rule, where we do 90% of the things together and 10 things present like separate. So we're with each other all the time that we just don't have that problem. Like, you know what I mean? We just like to stay home. Like, what did we do last night? We played Carcassonne last night. Oh, we, yeah, we, played, we played board <laughs> games last night, drank some cocktails. Um, so for us, like a cozy evening home is definitely uh, exactly what we would normally want. The earlier in the day, the more likely we will go out. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, if you catch us earlier, if you're like, so, Michelle, would you like to go to lunch like for like the like uh, senior special um, <laughs> at like 4.30? I'm like, yeah, let's go to dinner. Let's yeah. do it. Because yeah. then I can be home at like 7 and I can chill out for the night. For me, my career has always been in hospitality, yeah. um, which I love. I love meeting new people and making them happy, which is what hospitality is. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I'm done working, I kind of want to be away from people. So that kind of keeps me in, and I think we're happy that way. No, understandable. Yeah, you guys definitely. are Team Keenan. Uh, yeah, okay, nice. I'll nice. find my partners to go out with soon enough. <laughs> find that. You can always come out here. Oh, oh yeah. It's no problem. And then, no problem. And then we get the best of both worlds. That's exactly. it. That's how it'll work. Anyway, before we go, would you like to tell you know people at home where they can find you if they want to get any information, maybe even just reach out and talk to you guys or and all look that. look at your uh, wedding photos, like I did. Sure. Like I <laughs> well, uh, in the real world, we are in the nano town of Youngsville, New York. Uh, we have a tasting room here. We do drinks, cocktails, bottles to go. Please come check us out and see what we're about. And then digitally. And digitally, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook at Forthright Cider. Um, our website is also Forthright Cider, but that is cider with a Y. So C-Y-D-E-R. Um, you can also sign up for our mailing list. You can also this summer find us at a bunch of markets in the area. We'll be back at Jeffersonville Market for their second season. We'll be in Ellenville, Mamakotting. Kingston as a pop-up, also Hudson as a pop-up, and Port Jervis uh, Farmer's Market. Shout out to Beacon Farmer's Market. Oh, I'm sorry, Beacon's Farmer's Market. We love you. <laughs> We're there every Sunday. And guys, if you guys would like to uh, follow us or keep on checking out great interviews like this, you can do so at Twitter, at Fridays Fancy, or you can follow us on YouTube at Fancy Fridays. You'll find us there. Once again, thank you for having us out, and we'll catch you all next time.